Mm-mm-mm. You guys, you are truly in for some deep delight and some energetic shifts with this next guest who, quite frankly, I had the absolute delight and honor to interview, which you will hear all interview long. Her name is Brittany Eastman, and I know you are truly going to love her as much as I do. Now, she actually only came back into my life recently when she came looking for me after remembering seeing me present to a lounge room full of people six to seven years ago, and now I am never letting her leave. (laughs) Britt, to me, though, is truly the master of human design, and I know that this is a super popular hot topic at the moment, so I wanted to bring you who I believe is really crafting out her own energy and power and influence in this space. I personally, she would probably going to kill me at this intro, but I truly believe her life's work was to actually just uncover her own passion for the area of human design, to consume it like she has, understand it cellularly like she does, and then really just reframe and phrase it and spit it back out with the pure fire and unmatched understanding which she does so powerfully and it's so funny because when I hear her say that rebellion runs through her blood, I see her live that daily, especially in this space. So what I love as well is she recently launched her own podcast, The Free Thinker Podcast, after making a career herself of going rogue and breaking the rules. She, with this podcast and her life's work, now guides others to embrace their chaos lean into their desires and burn their own rule books. Are you starting to see why I'm just so madly obsessed with this woman? So she is my own personal favorite deep and radical thinker who I love even more, quite frankly, because she will always spatter that depth with a few F-bombs. So you were warned, there's not lots, but there's a couple. Um, But yeah, just enjoy this juicy and epic chat. I hope, as always, you love listening in as much as I loved recording it. You're listening to the Anything Goes podcast. My name is Morgan Richards. And my name is Anna Richards. We are the husband and wife duo in business together who plan on bringing you conversations and inspirations each and every episode. Our mission is not just to motivate and inspire you, it's to push boundaries and challenge the status quo. We aim to bring you humor, depth, differing of opinions and more. But one thing we can promise you is this is the podcast where anything goes. Here we go. I am so excited to have this chat today, my love. I have been chomping at the bit to get you on our podcast to bring your magic and divinity to the world. You and who you are and what you do is, we were just saying off the podcast, like a whole new world to me. And it can become an obsession, but I find it very liberating. And we're going to go into all of it today, but I want, and obviously we've just done your introduction so people know what they're in for, which is phenomenal. But I want you just to say like, obviously you're Brittany Eastman, but who or how do you introduce yourself if someone's like, who are you and what do you do? (laughs) I introduce myself as I'm a person who talks about stuff that I care about when I care about it. Which That's is pretty much it. 
And do you know what? Because I was listening to, I was just telling you how I listened to your Aaron 45 minute podcast that you did oh. with your three um, other readers of human design. And in it, you said this, you had everyone introduce themselves as, you know, what their design is. And I'm a projector. I should be like, hi, my name's Anna and I'm a projector. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that the world gets to a point where that's how we're introducing ourselves. Yeah, because then you do, you immediately know, okay, I know how to like be Be with with you and develop that beautiful relationship. Uh, Actually, and introduce yourself, Britt. Who are you as a human design? Yes. So I'm a four, six self-projected projector. So yeah, that's, that's who I am. Self-projected is a bit of a rare one. So you don't hear that too much. Which makes total sense because I find you are just a magical unicorn to me. <laughs> Thank on, you. So on that hour and 45 minutes, you said this thing about what human design has done for you in terms mm. of just like a really authentic thing. And you, this is quoted. Uh, it's been about actually talking about the things you give a shit about in a way you want to talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. That's yeah. And that's how I would love people to know me. Yeah. Beautiful. And this is what, but so, and this is what I want. So for me, when I had my, so I, a couple of probably six months ago, human design came on my radar and I was like, what is this thing that everyone's talking about on Instagram? (laughs) Is this like that, like the anatomy of the muscles? Like what is human design? And then I started to kind of look into it. I like, you know, and I'm sure this is literally every single person that's listening that has done this. You hear about it, then you Google it, and then like a website will come up and then you put your time of, time of birth, place of birth, <laughs> and then it kind of spits out your thing. And I remember looking at the chart being like, oh, fuck that. I'll, I'm going <laughs> yes. to go back to that. Like that's confusing <laughs> AF. Yeah, what is this insanity that I'm looking at? Yeah, and channels (laughs) and all these things. And then I found you and you had this really authentic voice, I feel, in the space of human design. You, it was like truly you were cellularly put together to bring human design, and I truly believe this and say this like with all purity in my heart, you were, you were put together and here at this time in history to to teach on this, to, to awaken people to human design, but do it in a way that you do it. Uh, because I know even I'm a three, five, might a heretic. Mm. Yep. And you were saying, and when you're explaining that in my reading, because I, I, you know, booked and got my reading, um, you were like, you know, it can be quite negative in human design, but I don't look at it like that. This is how I look at it. And I went, mm. This is why I knew I was drawn to you. Like you have this really cool way. So for anyone that's listening that has never heard of human design before, can you explain to them basically what it is? Yes. Firstly, thank you. That was the most delightful way to just pop onto a potty, (laughs) just be showered with compliments for five minutes. It's great. Really helps my little projector spirit. So All right. So human design, how would I explain it really simply? Like absolute base level. It's a way of understanding how your energetic blueprint operates in the world. So how you engage with other people energetically in order for you to feel like your most original, authentic, just lush self. And I know everyone will be able to resonate this with this in some way, shape or form. When you've done something that just feels so good and right, and it's so natural and it flows and you feel good or 
you meet someone who you just really hit it off with instantly and your humor meshes and your personalities just mesh really beautifully. And all of that is just energetic alignment. That's your energy meshed with someone else's energy is just kind of complementary. They're working together. So when we look at human design, we're looking at how is my energy actually designed to operate within myself and with the world outside of me? So how can I come to each situation in my life, whether that be, you know, work, relationships, intimacy, parenting, um, business, whatever, how can I come to all of those things with my authenticity at the forefront. Which I will add is extremely liberating. Yeah, it is. Because I think, you know, especially from a from a business perspective, I know a lot of people listening to your podcast will be involved in business in some way. Like from a business perspective, there are a lot of narratives that we hear that tell us business needs to look like this for it to be successful. Business needs to look like this for it to gain momentum, you know, your consistency or, you know, the way that you show up or how often you're online or how you add value. We're taught all of these kind of blanketed rules about how to show up and human design just says, nah, fuck that. Do it actually how you want to do it and show up in a way that genuinely feels good. And the belief in human design is that the more energetically correct we become, the more we kind of get into the slipstream of our purpose and we can just kind of have this ease-filled, graceful, joyful, abundant, successful, connected experience in life. And no, it's not going to be friction-free forever. We're going to need to be stretched and contorted at points. But the idea is that energetic correctness is, is our alignment. And when we're in alignment, we have access to purpose. And when we have access to purpose, we have access to prosperity. And so it's kind of this beautiful little flow and effect of when we understand how our unique blueprint is made, we can have, be, and do all of the things that we want. Mm. And I heard you say something on your own podcast. So Britt has a, a podcast called The Free Thinker Podcast. And I love it. Like even your introduction, I listen to podcasts just so everyone knows in the shower. So 10 minutes a day. <laughs> That's just my thing. And it's like an esoteric, I don't experience when I listen to yours in the chat. Very, like your intro is very like beautiful, but on it, you say, um, you made a career out of going rogue and breaking rules and lead others to burn their rule books. I'm, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> in the um, that's on, true. But on that, and I want to go there because on your one that you did, and and you say on this and this you've got a very abundant mindset because you're like go listen to other podcasts before this particular one I'm speaking to which was the one you did with your other three readers because it is very in-depth like Morgs was listening in the background and was like this is fucking alien <laughs> like he was like yeah, what it's- are you talking about like I literally said in the intro I was like if this is your first introduction to human design do not start here yeah yeah go back <laughs> no, Turn around, go back to, yeah go to jail um <laughs> But in it, you said there was a conversation that went sort of like, oh, you know, some people say that human design is another way of putting someone in a box, you know, because then you become this, oh, well, I'm a projector. But I'm like, no, I have Mm. found it to be the most liberating, Mm -hmm. free shackling experience that I've had in in this, in my life, to be honest. Mm. And it was, and for me, it was about, when I when you did my reading and I took all the notes and have saved all the videos, 
But in it you said, and I want to get this up because you don't even know where I'm going with this, but you said um, writing down timelines and thing like, things like that, but how people inauthentically celebrate you. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really wild. It's like, well, hang on. It's not about the letting go of the word inauthentic. It's mm. you said, and this was probably one of the biggest take, takeaways on the thing, and that you were just explaining human design. Actually, I'm going to get you to do it. <laughs> Explain inauthentic celebrations. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of my, it, it's actually a really big takeaway of my own. Oh, cool. This is something that I kind of landed on. I was like, whoa, this is life changing. And then I was like, everyone needs to experience what this feels like in their yes. reading. Oh, and so, oh, cool. Cause that was yeah, everything which is so cool. I was like, this is how, this was where the, the liberty, this is, this was the beginning of liberation for me, this. Oh, delicious. So Basically, you know, when we're sitting in our personal development world, everyone is saying, look at your wounds, look at your traumas. And we're, we're constantly working on our inner child and our shadow and like all of these, like, you know, we're, we're rewiring patterns and all of that kind of thing that comes from, from these challenges, and these hard times. But I think there's a flip side to that. And the flip side is that we're also celebrated for a bunch of stuff all throughout our lives. And from my perspective, not all celebration is created equal. Mm -hmm. The way that we're celebrated and what for can really vary. So inauthentic celebration is not the same as authentic celebration. Authentic celebration is when we absolutely froth on what we're doing. We adore what we're doing. We are just like so inherently gifted at something and it comes out really well. You know, let's say I really love writing and my parents are like, Brittany, I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Like, look at that writing that you've done. That's awesome. I've been celebrated for something that I love, that I'm, I'm really working on being good at. And that's a, that's a true celebration of an inherent gift. And then we have inauthentic celebration, which was when we are celebrated for things that are actually not inherent. We are usually celebrated for things that uh, we're being conditioned into being better at because it benefits someone else. And you know, I always say there's no behavior altering method more potent than the withholding of love. Mm. So when some, when we do something that someone doesn't like, they will withhold love, support and belonging from us and it will really quickly alter the way we behave. And when we alter the way we behave, we get celebrated. Mm-hmm. So maybe we get celebrated for putting others ahead of ourselves. Maybe we get celebrated for being really determined and disciplined with whatever we're doing, you know, I give the example often of in grade five or six, my parents enrolled me in a term of tennis and I hated tennis. I was like, mom and dad, I do not want to play tennis. (laughs) Like I really don't want to do this. And they were like, well, we've paid. So you better bloody do it. And I remember going to my first few being like, "Ugh, this thing, like every one of my lunch times is taken up by this stupid thing that I don't want to do. And I was so resentful, but I remember going home and my parents were like so excited Mm. and they really showered me in adoration for sticking out this thing I didn't want to do. And the more the term went on, the more celebrated I was for my discipline, my determination, for my commitment to something. And I was really celebrated for these things. And it got to the end of the term and I got home on my last day and my parents had like, been really excited and they put on like my favorite dinner and they're like, I'm so proud of you for sticking out this thing that you didn't want to do. And so the lesson that I received from being celebrated for that piece of inauthenticity was that in order to be good at things and to be supported and to belong and to be loved, I needed to stick things out, always follow through, 
be super committed, be super determined, be like the most disciplined driven person in the world. And that essentially has shaped who I was until I was 28. Mm -hmm. That's exactly who I became. I became a person addicted to sticking things out, addicted to staying longer than I need to. And that went into everything, friendships, intimate relationships, businesses, you know, patterns, behaviors, lots and lots of different things. I felt, I felt it, it was a really hard thing for me to let go mm, of, to unlearn because I thought that it, it meant something about me that I wouldn't be adored or loved or celebrated or revered for the things that had given me an identity as that person. So often when we're celebrated for these things that are inauthentic, they can happen from such a young age that we actually believe that that's who we are. And it's not until we go, oh, but hang on, does this feel good? Do I like this? Is this actually inherently who I am or is this something I've learned to be? And there's nothing wrong with discipline. There's nothing wrong with determination. But, you know, there's, it's a fine line between sticking out something that's really not for you for the sake of love and support and attention and adoration and celebration versus really fucking owning your data mm. and your in the moment truth of like, is this actually for me? This actually feels like shit. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And that to me, so to hear human design. So when, and if we then went on the other way of like who, you know, to get <laughs> your, your human design map of all the things with open channels and, and quote, d- defined areas and all the things, it's the actual complete opposite. So then you're, you're in this, um, conditioned Brit of well Mm -hmm. I have to be this way and so and that's when truly it's that misalignment it's that unalignment yeah and so when you were explaining that right at the beginning of all the videos that's what got me I went fuck like Mm. that was earth shattering moment for me because I was like my entire life good or bad right or wrong beautifully you know they all parents Mm -hmm. and people and teachers Mm -hmm. they mean well but my alignment most recently and why I had come to you, why I had gone to Brit was that life is fucking beautiful at the moment mm. and life is just easy and amazing and prosperous and just in so much flow. And I had more come to you curious, but also going, how can I amplify this? What is this? Mm-hmm. What? Because I couldn't put a name on it. It was like, why am I having more fun but earning more? Why am I doing all these things? And ultimately I found it was because I had just started to follow what felt good and accidentally gotten into the slipstream of purpose and alignment back into my human design. Now, Britt didn't know this. No one knew this. I didn't, Morgan didn't understand this. But when you then had gone into kind of my profile and, um, and this is, human design to me is like the best psychic reading you'll ever have. Like, and it's not psychic at all. But <laughs> no. it's, it's just I do like, not have those abilities. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, if people are like, I don't believe it's like, it's not psychic at all. It's just like someone seen into your soul and knowing like your deepest thoughts or feelings about who you want to be versus who society's kind of told you to be. Yeah. But I'd come to you and then it was like, you were like, you know, play and fun and all these things is your purpose and speaking up. And it was like, and, and that's exactly what I'd been doing all year. Yeah. But what I'd been celebrated and revered for and constantly like, good girl, good girl is same. It was discipline and grit and hard work, mm-hmm. hard, 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 hard work my entire life. 
And it was like, fuck, I can still have success, but it doesn't need to feel hard. And I don't have to, you know, I need rest. I need, I don't have all these like bounce, like I don't, it takes work for me to work. Like Mm. it's, it takes energy. And so, Yeah. yeah, it was just this total, and that's when I say liberating, that's what it was for me. Unlock our capacity to manifest if you want to look at that in a woo-woo sense or really just say it what it is, which is just make shit happen in your life that you want. Mm-hmm. And magnetism, naturally and automatically pulling the things to you that you want. You know, I think people think that, you know, I have to move matter with matter. You know, if I want success, I have to force and all these things. And I'm like, look at the energetics behind that. What what do you think force creates? You can't move matter with matter. You have to move matter with energy. So when you understand the way that your energy actually works, you can create ripple effects of change without lifting a finger. Yes. So human design is this amalgamation of the body and the soul. The soul being the blueprint that I'm reading, like this is your true inherent self and the body being the body of form that we're in. And we actually want to get the two of them to to marry to enmesh and to be the same. This is what I call body and soul harmony. But most of us live in body soul dissonance when there's this disconnect between what our soul knows is true and what our body is actually carrying out. You know, we have a lot of um, like spiritual overlay when it's like, think a new thought, just think positive. It's like your autonomic nervous system calls complete bullshit on that. And it's like, no, (laughs) this is completely wrong. Like we actually need to get them in harmony, that's true alignment and alignment then creates magnetism and it creates manifestation and it creates abundance and just all of the things like it's everything comes from that state of alignment, which is always in flux. And that was, and, and this was what was so, I keep saying the word, but it was so liberating for me because I know all of my success, you know, in life, in my university degree, I worked full-time when I got it, my working full-time, my just everything, it was always you know, starting my business, growing my business, you know, hustling in my business. It was always because of this. Well, I did it because I've worked really hard and I've pushed really hard and I've, I've never burned out, but because I still do, you know, 10 years of self-care and self-love and all mm-hmm. the things, but, but it was this, it was, that was very triggering for me almost to hear, fuck, one way, you know, isn't, the only way and you know Mm. people have to be in that body soul harmony and to get in that alignment and from that alignment manifestation and truth and vibrancy and abundance comes and so when we look at people who are living this rock in life but sincerely like just in fun flow like creating art and earning millions from it like having great sex all those things that to me is sincere body mind harmony and so and I've always been like oh whatever you know not luck but I'm like no they just so deeply and innately know who they are and are just living in such complete alignment that that's what's causing their success and so for me it was like and this is my human design is that I actually don't have to work so hard and push so hard to have that success in fact taking breaks and it's funny because when I travel Morgan's like it's this magical thing when we travel like our business always goes up (laughs) yeah so weird right it's like 
Yeah. And it just happened last week. Well, I was offline for like three, four days and it was like, came back and it was like, what, what the hell's going on? But it's, that's just flow and alignment. And I'm not, and this is the thing before, if a coach had said that, I'd have been like, that's terrible advice. It's like <laughs> yeah. the that build, you can't, you don't get to take time off. Like, no, that's not, but no, if that's your human design and you need to take rests and breathers or have fun or be play or your, you know all those things well then yes that's exactly what you should do and that's yeah. where the alignment comes yeah I think most people's potency actually lives in equality you know it's not about and, and I see this all the time and it's such a it's such a rife thing it's like you know show up every day be consistent like blah, blah, blah. and it's like that it's like consistency for you might look like showing up every day consistency for me might look like checking my emails once a week and I can just do that consistently. Yes. Like what does it look like for you? And we have to learn how to literally, like I said in my intro, like burn the fucking rule book, rewrite your own. And what does that look like? You know, I worked for two and a half years in a business, 40 hours a week, earning $1,500 a month. You know, I, I earn exponentially more than that and I... I work considerably less. Yeah. It, it's not about the hustle and the force and the consistency and the push. It's about the alignment piece. Yeah. The and alignment. yeah, no one can tell you what that alignment is. You know, no one can look at you and say, oh, well, you should work 4.5 hours today and someone else should work 7.5. It's like, where do you notice your energy dip? Where do you notice yourself starting to get distracted? Where do you notice yourself thinking that you have to do something to be successful, even though it feels like shit. Yeah. You know, like, yes. And of course there are things that we, we need to do, but for the most part, a lot of the time we are choosing things because we think it creates something for us. We feel better about ourselves when we can say I was productive today. Yeah. We don't get the same pats on the back in the world when we say I was aligned today. Mm. You know, we've just learned that world though. We're changing that world. Let's change that world. (laughs) Let's like, you were aligned today and I'm fucking proud of you. Who was aligned today? Yes. That's the question. (laughs) Who was okay taking a nap? That's not mine, but it's like, now I get (laughs) it. I'm like, I would rather, like, I want to raise, because I'm just about women empowerment and, you know, and, and I always say, this is the year people go, what shifted for you? I just started to follow what felt good. And that was alignment. But then then when I took that and, and compared it to the human design reading I had, I'm like, that's exactly what I started to do. Yeah. Um, so can I go, can we go here with this? Because yes. I'm just thinking as I'm as we're talking, <laughs> people are gonna be loving this. I know I'm speaking that into existence. Um, <laughs> but can you because again, for some people, they don't even know, like they've heard of human design mm-hmm. or they might not have ever. In fact, I know lots of people wouldn't have ever heard of this, and they're like, shit. I want to live in this world. Will you go through the, is there four, five, will you go through the core human design? So projector is one because we yeah. are that. And then um, explain a part of each one. So if people yeah. might go, oh, that sounds like me because it would be interesting then do the test. But yeah. Yes. Yes. So there are five different energy types. Mm-hmm. And the first one is a manifester. And this is 8% of the population. These are our initiators, people that like, so you might, Peter Kelly, mm-hmm. great, great manifester, someone who's just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm creating. This is how I'm creating it. So she is someone who is a great example because a lot of your audience will know her. Yeah. 
And manifestors are really here to direct the traffic. They're here to create the vision, cast the vision and say, this is what's needed. This is where we're going. This is what needs to happen next. Everyone's here to be in their passion. Like that's a given across all of them. But manifestors have this beautiful energy because they don't have to wait for anything to happen around them in order to take action. They can just literally speak what they want into existence. Most business advice is directed at manifestors and they make up 8% of the population. So most books you pick up that are like, if you want something to happen, you go out and get it. 92% of people are like, not going to resonate with that. So it's really interesting when you look at this because yeah, that 8% of the population are designed to be like, well, I want to create this kind of a business and I'm just going to do it in my way. And I'm just going to create it like this. And they say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And they will be the people that are like, Hey, I wrote a book and like thousands of people will go out and buy that book. And can I say, it's funny because when I, we interviewed a gentleman and you love this podcast actually with Joel Brown. Yeah. Um, and I speak about PK, so Peter Kelly, um, my mm-hmm. best friend on that. And we were talking about, I can't, I think it was alignment or something. And I use her as the example all the time. Cause she, that is PK. She, yes. she is a weapon of alignment. Oh, it just, in yes. and she will do all like have the idea, create it, launch it, boom. And it's just, and she, I've always, it's a superpower. Yes. And manifestors have really quick energy, but it's really mm. intermittent. So they'll be like, idea, act, done, Whew, need a break. And they'll yeah. have complete rest and they'll go off grid. Yeah, And then they'll come back and they're like, and then it's the same pattern. So they have really intense energy. So they're one of our energy beings. So they have intense energy, but it comes in bursts. They're here to initiate. And, you know, everyone will be looking at manifest as being like, oh my God, you know, look at how she just did that. She just had an idea and she just did it and it just worked. And like people just bought her book and like did all these amazing things. And other people's energy just does not work in the same way. Their aura is completely different. Yeah. So So start to hear this guys, like that's the thing. And this is where like, so I think most of, so I think people are held back the biggest things in life for two reasons. Um, They're scared of what other people will think. Yep. like fear of rejection, mm-hmm. but also comparison. It's like, like they take 100%. the out of the game. So this is liberating in itself of like, if you are looking to people, like you might not be a manifester and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You, you can go hang yep. out and rock the fuck out of your design. Mm-hmm. So manifest. Yes. And that's the thing, you know, like if we're trying to be like another energy type, but our energy doesn't work like that, it's not going to feel good anyway. You're going to feel the best and it's going to feel the most lush when you're in your energetic truth. So a lot of manifestors are the PK types. Now, if you're like, ah, that sounds really amazing. I guarantee you, if you are not a manifestor and you go and do that, it won't feel good anyway. I feel like shit when I'm initiating. Like if I'm reaching out to people all the time, like, hey, like I've got this thing. Like, do you want it? Like, I feel terrible. It doesn't feel aligned to me. So then we have generators. And generators are, they have a, so I should go back to manifestors. They have a really dense, what they call a dense aura. Meaning they have this capacity to just like penetrate and like, like kind of bulldoze their way through. They're like, this is what I want and I'm going to get it. And it doesn't give them an aggressive energy at all. It's just like, I know what I want. Please remove yourself from, from my path so that I can access the things that I want. Generators have a much more open and receptive aura. So you, I call them the cornerstones of society, mm-hmm. meaning that so most people fit into the generator or manifesting generator category. So 70% of people. Wow. So 
I think if, this is what everyone thought. People that got into human design but always pegged me as that manifesting generator. Yeah. Were shocked when they found out it's a projector. Yeah, because your energy, so people often would see you and be like, your energy is really fast. Which isn't necessarily aligned. Well, and so something I always say to people is my energy is so fast, very inconsistently, and I'm a projector. So we just have to work with the energy that we do have. So generators, it's not necessarily that they work fast, but they work consistently. So their energy lasts a lot longer. So they have a much bigger motor to get things done. So they're people that often have, they're quite persevering. They can be quite consistent in the way that they work. And I call them the cornerstones of society because they have an open receptive aura and they're attracting and they want to bring people in and their joy, like it just emanates out of them. And that's what gives them magnetism. So for them, following logic or following common sense or following what other people are telling them to do, that it's what we call depleting the sacral. And the sacral energy is the home of vitality and life force. Mm. And so when you deplete the sacral through doing jobs, persevering, determination, like all of those things that like really take you out of your joy state and things that feel, I call it excitement, delight, and inspiration. If you get taken out of those things through whatever, doing shit jobs that you don't want to do, you deplete the sacral, you deplete your vitality, deplete your life force, and therefore cut yourself off from magnetism. So when you do that as a manifesting generator or a generator, which I'm talking about now, opportunities are dried up, invitations are dried up, uh, business referrals are dried up, you know, new exciting experiences dry up. Everything kind of shuts down because it's like you're already depleted. Why would I give you more? Yeah. So the job of the generator is to literally make sure that their sacral is always topped up by following excitement, delight, and inspiration. Mm. When they do that. What a joy though. What a fucking joy. What I know. I'm alignment. like, and, I'm and like <laughs> there's your, but, and this is what I want people to get. It's like, what a permission slip. Yes. We are so conditioned to feel like whether we admit it or not, whether people admit it or not, like, no, I can't, I can't do that. You don't mm. understand. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a parent. I, I, I have debt. I do all these things. No, but understand innately that mm-hmm. life will start to happen for you and to you when you follow these things, when you're in the true alignment of your design. It's just uh, exactly. All so the things. <clears throat> exactly. And I mean, I always ask people, like, what are you holding on to that isn't good for you? an identity, a belief, a system, a strategy, a process. What are you doing that's actually just taking you out of that excitement, delight, and inspiration? And whatever that thing is, can you detox it, diminish it, or delegate it? Mm. Get rid of it so that you can actually be free of, you know, whenever you, I always say to people, if you have a certain quota of fucks to give each day (laughs) (laughs) and you're placing all of those fucks on these things that drain your life force. And then it finally comes time for you to apply your energy to something that you really love. You've got no more fucks to give. Your quote is used up. You're going to stay in that drained sacral position where you can't actually pull anything to you. You can't create anything. You can't generate anything. Sacral energy is generative energy. It's creativity. It's innovation. It's physicality. It's sexuality. And you know, sexuality and abundance are really closely linked. Like when we look at all of that stuff, stop draining your life force. Yeah. Stop, stop spending your life force on all of these things. It's too expensive 
energetically for generators and manifesting generators to be using their sacral energy on things that they don't give a shit about. Yeah. Oh, it's just so permission bearing, Britt. It's I just know. so <laughs> permission bearing. It's like we've walked, this is what I loved about it. Like, and I do feel like, you know, Morgs has got a new wife that has mm. more fun. And that was something it's so funny because again, I'm not, not none of those things, but when I started to, I just want people to, I want to affirm this so much that I'm a woman that recently found this. And, you know, Morgs has always said to me hilariously, I feel like Morgan is like a Yoda that like an undefined Yoda on this earth. But he's always like, you just need to, I know everyone will like, oh, my husband says that too, but it's like he just saw me and was like, you, specifically you, need to have more breaks and you need to have more fun and you need to do these things. And it's like, and I did. And it's just so, anyway, I'm like, just if people can get the power of this, it will change their life. It will, fact, big call. Yes, and I think people also go seeking not the people that you admire, but the people that have something like it's easy for people to admire someone like PK, but if they don't have the same energy, don't mm-hmm. aspire to her way of being. Go and find people that expand your subconscious to believe that another way is possible that have a similar energy type to you that may operate in a way where you're like, oh God, that looks lush. Can I ask and offer this then? Is it because I really am like, you're moving back to Perth. I'm like, mm. I'll move back to Perth and drink wine <laughs> with you. But do, do you find that as well with energy types? Like, because you're a projector, I'm a projector. Does that, is that quite, because I do, I think I'm like, Brit, just you flow. It's easy. It's inspiring. It's amazing. It was amazing Thank to you. me. But, but then when I was like, oh, I'm a projector, is mm. that common? Like that, that really that just deep, quick connection is there? I think that deep, quick connection is easy when there's resonance. Mm. So I think when you see someone that maybe mirrors an energy to you that you either know is within you, yeah, subconsciously or consciously, or um, it's even like a lot of couples might have the same energy type. I find that a lot too. Um, yeah, it's really common. Yeah, cool. Really, really common. Okay. <clears throat> Beautiful. Okay, so we've done... manifestors and generators yeah (laughs) so sorry and then so then we have manifesting generators which are a hybrid of the two that we've just done so they have some manifestor energy and some generator energy and where people fit on the spectrum of how much of that energy they have will vary from person to person depending on lots of different things in the chart so there are over three billion combinations in human design so this is like five of those combinations. <laughs> wow. So the manifesting generator is very similar to the generator and they have, you know, big motors. They have this sacral energy, vitality, life force. They're here to light people the fuck up. You know, they're here to do all of those things. But the difference is that the energy operates a little bit more sporadically for a manifesting generator. They have those peaks in the troughs like the manifester and then they have some of the sustainable energy like the generator. So what I often say is that where the generator is going to go from point A to point B, the manifesting generator will go A, C, F, B. They might have a few more detours on the way because they're more explorative. They're more naturally curious to figure out different things. So their energy operates a bit quicker, a little bit more intermittent, but essentially they have a lot of similarities with the generator. Um, they have, a, they have a, a stronger desire to use their voice as well. Mm that that's a manifesting thing where they're like, 
I want what I want and I'm going to speak it into existence. So manifestors have a real power for that. And a lot of MGs can have that too. Hmm. So then we have projectors and projectors are the first of the non-energy beings like you and I. So we do not have a sacral center, meaning that we don't have a consistent access to our own life force and our own vitality. We have a, a shorter window where our energy is good and right to really apply our energy to things. Now, does this mean that we're always exhausted and we never have energy? No. Some of the most excited and delighted and dynamic people I know, like you, are projectors, like me. But we have to be really considered when we think about where am I going to place my fucks today? Mm -hmm. Because if we place them on the wrong thing, we're spent and we're either we have no brain power left or we're just exhausted or yeah, we go into places of, of fatigue and those kinds of things. So projectors are really here as the guides of societies. I feel like projectors have a real, um, there's a wisdom that's ingrained in them. There's a leadership capacity. Um, you know, one of the things that they're the most gifted at is perspective. Mm-hmm gathering in a really broad range of perspective and being able to, to see the truth in that. So I call them the um, traffic report helicopters. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> it. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Kind of like they're up above everyone and they can see the traffic and they're like, don't go that way, go that way. There's a, there's a roadblock or, you know, there's a traffic jam. They can hover above people and, and really see things from a different perspective and which, which is what gives them a really amazing capacity to, to lead and to see things that other people don't see. They also have a really great capacity to see into other people. They have a very hard time seeing themselves. So often projectors, you know, we really need to be seen and really need to be recognized for our gifts. And that is, you know, people are like, oh, I don't need recognition. We genuinely do. If someone said, Anna, your work has profoundly changed my life. Here's how it's great. I honor you so much. Thank you so much. You would literally just, your heart would like be all warm and fuzzy and you would feel so great. Well, I think as a, you know, and that was liberating again for myself because I am, was very much, I didn't think I did need it. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you know, because that's the right thing to do to kind of right? yes. society sort of says, in a sense, um, you know, we don't need the recognition and this isn't about me. And when you were like, you're a projector, it is, you need recognition. It mm-hmm. was like, yeah. I, it, I do. And I think mm. as a projector, for me, it was like that, that's actually what gives me energy. That's yes. how I still do show up in such a bold way in my business every day. It's life-giving. Get that re- because someone will go, thank you for da 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 Thank you for da da And I was like, huh, isn't that interesting? It's confirmation that you yes, are... You are, you are, I was going to say wisdomous. I don't think that's the word. (laughs) (laughs) That you are wise and that you have that perspective as being recognized and seen. And I think a lot in society, we, we palm off recognition, uh, sorry, rejection of recognition as modesty and humility. Yes. yes. When actually it's a, it's a rejection of our truth. Yeah. You know, like when when we're rejecting the things that we're being recognized for, oh, no, no, oh, don't be silly. Oh, stop. You know, when we're doing these kinds of things, we're saying, don't see me. Don't don't recognize me for that. People go, oh, she's so humble. Oh, she's so modest. And I always wanted to be seen as humble. And I'm like, you know what? I actually think we've completely contorted the definition of humble and humility. I think we've completely wrecked the definition of that. And I think we've made it mean a rejection of self. 
and I don't support that. So I encourage everyone who is recognized for things, even if you don't fully know how to receive that, because a lot of projectors we've been taught, you know, don't be like that. Don't accept, you know, just say, oh, no, don't be silly. You know, I we've grown say, up seeing it. Yeah, I actually say all, all the time. You'll see it written on my Facebook and Instagrams. I actually say, thank you. I, I really received that. I literally write yes. it and I'll say it to people now. I'm like, I mean, I have for a little while, but, um, well, for me, it was actually a book, um, not Think and Grow Rich. I can't remember which one I read. But in it, it says to be a good giver, you have to be a good receiver. And that was actually mm-hmm. the switch for me. That was about six, six, seven years ago. But um, so now I'm like, no, thank you. I received that. But then again, in my reading, when you were like, you actually need recognition, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fucking liberating because it's like, yeah, yeah it does feel good. You so genuinely it's, need it. It's, it's yeah. life force for you. So yeah. we don't have a sacral, but recognition is life force. Yes. And I heard Alice Nichols talk once and she said that something she says um, in return or in reply or response to any sort of praise, she goes, you are so right. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I Alice, love is that. Alice projector as well? What's Alice? I actually don't know. I have no Ooh, idea. But I loved it because I was like... So then all my friends and I, we would get a comment and be like, you are so right. Yes, you are. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to take that on. I'm using that. It's so great. So that's the projector. Then we have, these are super brief, by the way. This is yeah, like literally 1% of. hours. We could. And then the last one is a reflector and reflectors are super, super rare. So I don't even think I've heard of them. 1% of the population. So when you look at their chart, there's literally nothing. There's no centers that are defined. And that gives them a reflector. So anywhere we're open in our chart, and when I mean when I say open, I mean anything that's not colored in in the chart. So you'll see the big geometric shapes, and then anything that's open and white or uncolored is what we call they don't have definition. It's undefined. So reflectors have no definition in any of their energy centers, which means that wherever we're open, we have we don't have a fixed and reliable way of being. So we can quite literally tune into the energy of other people who are defined there and amplify that for them. And when we amplify that for them, we mirror it back to them. So I always talk about reflectors being kind of like the the centerpiece of a community because when people need to see their truth reflected back at them, they go to the reflector. Mm -hmm. So the reflector is very wise. They can see things, you know, from a business perspective, they always say the reflector is um, the person whispering into the ear of the CEO about what they see. Mm. They have this really great perspective because they're not mired by any of their own stuff. All they can see is you. Wow. And so, yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful, um, really, really beautiful energy type. It's just, it's so rare and they're really here to reflect back community. And, you know, you can always see yourself reflected back in, in the reflector. So if they're at the centerpiece of of your friendship group or your business or your community or whatever, and they're unhealthy or they're not doing well, take that as a sign of something is, is has gone awry in in your immediate area because they're picking up the energy and they're reflecting it back at you. Oh, this is amazing. I'm like, oh, I really want, I want to, I love rare things, people. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I want to know. Have you ever, this just came up as you were talking, have you ever looked at, because you're like, this is what you do, this is who you are. Have you ever looked up like Jesus's or Hitler or Nelson Mandela's? So Hitler was a manifester. I would, because so, I just watched a movie about him and Morgan was like, I actually think I would say if I ever had to have anyone at my dinner table, I'd have him because like, he's like, I just want to ask all the things now. 
So he, okay, yes. so manifest that. Did you, have you done Nelson Mandela or Mother Teresa? So Nelson, Nelson Mandela, he's a projector. You literally have. <laughs> so yes, and here they are. And yes, and I will tell you all of the people. I, I laugh often with the girls in my human design business on Saturday nights will be texting about like random celebrities and their charts, like Pablo Escobar. We spent like a few weeks ago talking about him. Anyway. What was he? Come on. What was he? So he was a manifesting generator. Okay. And yeah, he just had a lot of other things going on in his chart. We were like, Oh, look at that. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I'm a nerd. I can't help it. But Yeah, so I think it's always a really good reference point for people too because they see those traits and those skills really amplified in other people. So like Donald Trump, for example, manifester. Mm. So Barack, what was Barack Obama? He's a projector. Ooh, I lo- okay, I'm all for, I'm like Barack was a projector, Nelson Mandela was a projector. <laughs> yes. yes. So like you can have everything gone right and gone wrong. Like you can yeah. have the manifester who's like, a crazy person who can be like Hitler or you can have like Maya Angelou oh, I love who her. is a manifesto. Well, and cause you really talk about, um, you know, when you do readings specifically, you have a whole team, Brit, you're like, mm-hmm. you, you are just phenomenal. Um, Brit now Brit does them and I'm going to get, I'll link all the things so you can find Brit and all of her team. So she's got, um, what are the ladies under you that, or not under you, but in your team that do it also with you? So we have, Sade, yeah, Lacey, that's right, Annalise and Ash, and then we have my beautiful wing woman Lucy. Beautiful. So they all do human design with Brit, all the readings. Um, but in mine, and I, I chose you. You did talked about, um, you know, all the I think it was the open centers or the defined centers, and then what that looks like from a like shadow perspective and a yep. what perspective again? Yeah. Open. So. So I look at things when they're in the low expression, the high expression. So the shadow or the embodiment. That's so it. what does it look like when it's it's shadowy and it's just it's, it's the energy center gone wrong essentially? And then what does it look like when it's actually gone right and you're really living into the embodiment of that? So yeah. and I want to say again, like just to speak to for my own liberation, like in finding you and working with you was, and I won't go into the whole story, but you know it. But I for one of the areas was it the defined center or the open center for me I can't remember do you do low expression or high expression for defined or so the open ones so anything that's undefined I do the low and high expression okay and then we do the gifts of anything that's colored in and defined that's right so in one of my undefined centers you you know you spoke about what what it would look like if I was in the shadow of that or in mm-hmm. the high expression of that. And you don't know. You're like, well, here's what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And there was a period in my life last year that was really hard. And one day, I've always said, one day I'll speak about it, but it was really hard. And I was in tears downstairs going through it all with Morgan going, because I was in the shadow. I was so in the, It was literally exactly what happened to me basically and 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 it was a a health thing basically that came up but when I looked at how I felt and and my energy and everything that was going on for me I was literally just so in the depth of the shadow 
of that undefined center. And this this is again, if you if this is all brand new to you, it's gonna sound like algebra. Even <laughs> for Brit, this is like this is the most basic level. <laughs> but I said to Morgan, like that in itself was so liberating because I remember thinking, I never want to go back to like I don't want to feel that way again. And I don't want to have to deal with that health thing again. And and for me it was like what I just know what to do now. Like I know, I know how to stay in the strip strip line of alignment and to to focus on what feels good for me so just all it was just yeah yeah I think that's it's really cool and there are usually three main centers that I focus on and if they're all open I go into all of them but there are usually three that people are really really um maybe unhealthy in and whether you're open or defined you can actually be unhealthy anywhere but the way that you step back into alignment looks different depending on if it's colored in or not. Yes. So usually those areas of the solar plexus, which comes down to emotions and the expression of your truth. The next one is the spleen, which is when people hold on to things that are not good for them. You are open in your solar plexus, by the way. Ah, there you go. I'm, like, I'm going to all my like <laughs> notes. You're, you're defined in your spleen and this is usually one that a lot of people get unhealthy, which is that they hold on to things that aren't good for them and they're absolutely petrified of going into the unknown. So they actually hold on to incorrect comforts. And that can be things like identities, beliefs, processes, systems, relationships, businesses, offerings and services, um, routines, habits, those kinds of things. People will just hold on to them for a really long time because they're addicted to what they might get at the end Mm. rather than how it feels right now. So there's that. And then there's the heart and the heart is the home of worth and value. And I think especially for women, this is a really, really prominent center because it's so easy. You know, we spend our whole lives proving our worth Mm -hmm. and I can't speak for men because I'm not one, but yeah, I think a lot of women are constantly proving, you know, am I good enough, smart enough, educated enough, strong enough, you know, you know, whatever it is, whatever enough, you know, put in your own word there. We're constantly proving and anytime we're improving, we're unhealthy in the heart. And when we're healthy there, we absolutely know that our worth is infinite, inherent and incredible. And we can really live into that. We no longer need to prove. So we're like, whatever, take or leave me. Yeah, this is who I am. Yeah, this is the decision I'm making. This is my hard yes. This is my hard no. We feel more empowered to make those choices. So I would say, I don't know that I've actually ever read for someone (laughs) that is completely healthy in those three centers. Yeah. I've got my, sorry, I've got all my notes up. I can't remember my authority. (laughs) I've got my authority, my definition. I'm an energy projector. It's just... Yes. Yeah, I cannot, yeah, I cannot um, speak highly enough of of what working with you essentially getting my yeah. through HD Co um, did for my life, and I haven't even. This is the power of it. Like you did it all for me. I took the notes. I have all the things, but I haven't even. I mean, from from there, I'm like I could literally now independently go into 
each of the areas. And I always Mm -hmm. say lots of women when I sort of shared it very quickly on my Instagram stories were like, Anna, what is this? Like what? Because I had said I'd done a conversation with you. That's it. They're like, who is she? What is this? And I briefly explained. I said, that's human design. And they're like, what is that? And then two days later, they're like, I am so balls deep in this. (laughs) I'm so obsessed. And I was like, I cannot recommend personally getting a reading because for me, it just you did all the hard work and you're the expert at this. And then I just can now jump off, you know, the springboards of, you know, my incarnation cross and all the things. Yes. Yeah. My God. It's such a funny language, isn't it? I remember when I first learned about it, I was like, what What? is happening here? Like, what is this? But it did the same thing to me that it's doing to all of the people in your community, which I was like, but I need to know the answers. Like I need to know what this is. What am I reading? What am I looking at? And I actually remember you said something right in the beginning of this um, of this episode about is it something to do with like the muscles and the in the body yes, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's exact. Well, like I worked in exercise science for twelve years before this, and so I just remember being like, "Human design is it biomechanics? Like, is this yes. like, <laughs> like, what is this? What's the photo? Is it super famous? And it's like he's on the it's like a man with his dick out. Yeah." That's, I'm like, it must be that. It's that with the muscles and no. It's not that. But it's I also not. thought it was to do with that. And I was like, what is this gibberish yeah. that I'm reading? But now that I I look at it and I do this, I'm like, oh, this is and I think this is why I love being able to share it with people because it's really easy to get stuck in all of that archaic jargon that they use on the chart and it's it's so easy for people to get really swept up in, yeah, the ethereal, esoteric meanings of everything. But really all of it can be down, grounded down into these really practical things of, you know, finding all of the ways that we are perpetuating our shadow or our unhealth in areas and how we can actually just release that, how we can step into energetic alignment so we can have, be and do what we want. Like it can be a really practical, grounded experience where people can start implementing changes immediately. Oof. So on that note, if yes. people want to come and work with you, so get a reading from you, where can they find that? Yes, you can pop over to my website, brittanyeastman.com. You can pop over to the gram. I am Brittany Eastman. Just shoot me a little DM and I'll hook you up. I think and that's how I did it. I found like I was on your Instagram and then I clicked the link and then I did it yeah. that way. So yeah. if you're a big Instagram yes, like just... I am, that's, that's Go how do I do that. It. Yeah. Do you know what? I think like most people just do that. Find person on Instagram, click their little bio link, go for it. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, and that will take you to my website anyway. Um, and yeah, there are a few options. You can book in with the HD code and then we match you with the correct reader, just depending on everyone's schedules and who they are as a person. And if, you know, who's going to have the best insight. Um, or I have one-on-one enterprise explorations. This is the only way that people can work one-on-one with me. So that is a private reading with me as well as a 90-minute strategy session for how to actually apply your human design to your business. So there's that. I need to book that. (laughs) I'm going to go book that now. (laughs) I didn't know that. I just booked this reading. I'm like, God damn it. This is amazing. (laughs) All these little hidden gems. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's basically how people can get a reading. And, yeah, it's such a fun part of what I do. I love it. Yeah, because you have even more, like, and this is what I love, like, and this is part of your own, I think, to um, walk your talk. 
for me anyway, looking at you, I'm like, you've now created so much more. Like you, you started yes. just doing the readings and now you have a team of people that do readings for mm-hmm. you like within your own company and then you've started doing online courses and you do all like Mm. so much more so if people then love what they've read seen experienced they can go you know actually do the things yeah they can do yeah yeah and it's funny because I had a business coach very very early on in my business who said live energy exchange is not scalable and that's that's going to be exhausting for you. And I was like, you fucking watch me. So I remember, yeah, it started off as live readings and then it moved into where the only company in the world that's doing a panel of human design readers, um, which is super cool. I'm like, that's scalable. Great. Um, from there, we created a self-study human design program with weekly live calls every week of the year, which is really cool. And yeah, then people can do Going Rogue, which starts on Monday. So I don't know when this is going live, but there's that. And that's really about human design, energetics, business, and how to create really incredible conscious enterprise and have a podcast. And yeah, it's yeah, ga- it's so scaled. It's scaled to that. And I think that is walking your talk of living in alignment as to who you are and what works for you. And I think what yeah. I learned, because it's so funny, I've had a few couple of business coaches and I've never aligned. And I kind of gave up on coaches because I'm like, I just haven't found the one for me. But then when I did this, I was like, well, no wonder because they're going to tell me to do something that's going to take me out of my alignment. I know. Well, it's something really interesting because we've just started doing lots of little contracts with business coaches. So before their students start coaching with them, we do readings for them and then do a recap to the coach so they can actually work together. So that's oh. like another wing of the business, which has been super cool and I always say to people, I will never coach anyone. I call them riffs with humans. I will talk to you and you can pay me for my perspective, but I'm not going to coach you. Yeah, I love so, that. It's a conversation. It's just a beautiful, liberating conversation. And I think if more projectors were getting paid for their perspectives, we would see a really big shift in the world. Yeah, well, that's why I'm getting called back into maybe politics. Oh, like, oh, stop it. Are you really? No one needs well, I'm just like the I say to Morgan, the older I get, the more I'm starting to be like, it might be time, maybe, who knows? We'll see. Oh my gosh. I if would I'm... love that. <laughs> Vote one. The red hair. I would crazy. be, I would be your wing woman. I would yes. get out there oh and God. I would express it. Like yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, oh God, I would love all that. right. Well, I am going to leave it there because I just, I want people to marinate in the conversation that we've had. I want people to be inspired to jump off and go and find you. I know how, I've said it a million times, but repetition is the mother of all skill. I know how liberating it was for my own life to find you and discover your body of work. So just thank you for being someone who found this yourself, stepped into your gifts, shared it with the world and just constantly putting your magic and potency out in the world. And what did you say at the start? Talking about the things, well, having the balls to say what you mean without apology. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. What a bloody joy. All right, guys, if you want to go find Brittany, go find her on Instagram, go find her on her website. And until next time, bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. And as always, we both hope you got something out of it that you can use to challenge your own status quo. And if you liked what you heard, it would mean so much to us if you shared this episode on your socials to help us get our podcast out in the world. Don't forget to tag us as well so we can thank you personally. And if you're loving the conversations, leaving a review on iTunes, simply by going to the podcast, scrolling down and clicking leave review will help even more people find us too. And we would be so grateful. And until the next episode, we will always be cheering on your success.